Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast Insane in the Fembrane. Brain. Hello and welcome again. Welcome to the show. It's your old buddy Rich Wilson. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're doing well. Before we get into that, bit of admin. We've got to do the admin, but this is this is important admin. Um, we would like you to sponsor this podcast. This is this is what we're after. We we, we want someone to sponsor the podcast and uh, to be there from the start to help it grow. You know, because we we, we it, all, it all needs it's like a it's like a it's like a fire, it's like a beautiful plant, isn't it? It needs needs water and it needs needs looking after. And that's the same with this podcast. Um and you know, we'll come up with some funny creative things about your brand and then gently tease it into the earphones of over a hundred thousand plus highly engaged listeners within our show and across ACAST and other famous podcasts. So it's a win-win, isn't it? You get to invest in this, you get to invest in some great podcasts, you get to watch these grow and then you get some wonderful business coming back your way I mean what's not to love you know it's, especially now we're, we the pandemic we're coming out the other side and it's a time for us all to come together and help each other you know get back out there and uh, and start and start paying the bills let's be honest let's start paying the bills that's what we want to do you want to pay the bills so you know it, it sponsor the podcast we'll, we'll we'll look after you you look after us it's a it's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to have wonderful wonderful teamwork uh, so just contact the show uh, through this app or go into uh, go to producerpool.co.uk and we'll mail you uh, we'll mail you the blurb we'll give you all the information and uh, and the beautiful thing about this is you get two for the price of one because uh, people have got two ears <laughs> anyway crap jokes over on with the show now we I, I really love I'm again I say this every week oh thank you again as well to everyone that's messaged everyone that's, that's taken a, an interest in the podcast and, and 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 thank you it's nice to know that you're that you're loving it and you know it really means a lot genuinely because without you you know we'd just be talking into the into the nothing and no one wants that and so thank you for your continued support we have got coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks we've got we start uh, insane in the them brain where we're talking to people that are uh, uh, that, that identify as non-binary and this is a this is I'm I you know when I was growing up it was either a boy or a girl there weren't really any any options you know that's how it's our society seemed to be and then over the last few years you know we realized there's more there's more to it than that people are more fluid than that and then they're being put into these these boxes and so I wanted to find out and so we, that's what we're starting with something insane in the them brain um, and it'll be again it'd be me talking to people about their lives 
you know, and finding out about them and, and, and what it means to, to be to be non-binary because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So there'd be more of me being awkward, asking clunky questions where you'll probably be listening and you go, oof, I wouldn't have asked it that way. But, you know, if I don't ask, I never, I will never know. So, you know, that's, that's where we're at with that. So that's coming up very soon. So let's get on with this show, Insane in the Fembrain. I was very lucky to be joined uh, by the by the wonderful Tracy Whitwell, uh, you would know from Soldier Soldier and many other TV shows. And she's a wonderful human being. She's got a radio show out on Islington Radio called the uh, the Sweary Witch. Uh, it's a really good show. I've been I've just I've been listening to loads of it. It's brilliant. She doesn't care. She doesn't fucking care. And that's the beauty of her. She's just this just this. I want to say balls out, but there's more to it than that. She's just this, she's just this not giving a shit Geordie who just loves life, you know. She's she's experienced highs, lows, but she's got this joie de vivre, if you like, that, that just is just infectious. And uh, just from the few chats that we had, we were talking about the radio shows. We were both saying, oh, I love your show, love your show. And then it, we were talking about punk. And she's, you know, she, she was talking about Dead Kennedys and the, and the Sex Pistols. And I was like, look, I, I, come on the show. Come and have a chat. And it was brilliant. And she was really open, really honest, you know. And I, I felt like I'd known her ages. It's a real, it's a really nice thing when when you connect with somebody on that level. And, you know, I, I, Tracy's a, she's just a very open, honest person who takes no shit, and she'll call, she'll call you, she'll call you out if you're full of it. And I like that, and it was a joy to have her on. So, coming up in a bit, Tracy Whitwell. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. 
fucking lucky I didn't have a drink in it. I didn't think you were going to see me. Can you imagine? I've got me Aperol spritz there. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <Divina. laughs> you look great, so stop worrying. You look Thank lovely. You. Yeah, it's nice to see your face. And it's funny, like, I didn't put the I didn't put the two and two together until we were messaging the other day, and because uh, I, I love the show, the radio show, and then and like you always seem really cool, and then I, I was like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Of course, I know who you are, and it I didn't it didn't occur to me. You knew I who watched, I was. Yeah. What, oh, from old telly, from old, old telly. Days but when telly. I used to watch telly, now I'm too yes. cool for it. I'm too cool for telly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, right, I can do bullshit telly and I can do interior design telly right I can do anything like botched where they put operations right but if I put normal telly on I get depressed within about 10 minutes yeah really I don't do domestic like domestic is what destroyed a lot of my life so as soon as I go domestic I get really terror struck I like Uh, honestly I fucking freak out (laughs) I hate it (laughs) do you know it's funny with that, I've got an aversion to people asking me what I want for dinner in like two days' time. I can't plan dinner because that's all I used I to hear. I can't plan anything. <laughs> Who's asking you what you want for dinner in two it's days? Just, <laughs> you might like, be dead. <laughs> what kind of questions? <laughs> it's just if you're in a relationship and and they, and it's like, oh, do you, do you fancy this? On I'll get, I'll pick it up tomorrow and we'll have it. And I just kind of, and it's not their fault. It's my fault. It's just what I've grown up with. I had, yeah. Well, Jade, uh, I remember she bought me some underwear, really nice underwear, yeah. because I re- I sort of related it to growing up and parents and getting old. Yeah, I f- yeah. I didn't freak out. I wasn't. I was. You I was, happy. I was a bit rude about it. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know I needed any. And of course, that made her feel stupid, and she shut down. And we had this big row. Wow. And I didn't mean it. It's just that it was connected to old stuff, and I should have said. And I, I we haven't, later we on, haven't started yeah. the podcast yet, have we? Yes, is it? Just get into it. There's no big it? introduction, mate. We do all that later. Is this just it? In. Just ease in. Yeah, Fucking yeah, hell, yeah. I could have told you anything. No, well, the funny thing is, you saying that, that, like, relationships, what's that? That's the first thing. <laughs> uh, two years, mate, two years. Really? But also, um, one of the things about relationships that I think now, looking back, one of the fuck-ups in my life is I would slip into mam mode. Yeah. So okay. I, I would right. like go from the most independent person you'll ever meet in your life, complete gypsy, traveling the world, going off as an actress, doing all these things. But then you have a boyfriend and suddenly you're cooking every meal and you're doing yeah. the dishes and the washing, but you fucking hate every second of it and don't realize you hate every second of it till you're yeah. in a bleak depression going why and you're like i've gotten really fat and i'm tired and i hate every how did that happen and it's because it just takes you to the bad place yeah i know someone that has been with his partner for 30 years they've never lived together no i've always said people shouldn't live together um i tell you what, what the big one of the big fallacies is if you move in together you'll get more sex That is, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you are. That's yeah, fucking you are. bullshit. Because <laughs> the minute you live with someone, right, the sex becomes part of the domestic setup. Yeah. 
And the minute it's part of the domestic setup, I would rather bath in bleach. And I, not really. I mean, obviously, for a while it's fine. For two years, you should be all right. But yeah. there is a shelf life on lack of romance, definitely. Oh, yeah. And yeah, all, yeah. all romance is, is still looking forward to seeing each other. And that's a darn sight harder when you're in the house with each other all the time. Yeah. 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 And that's it. It gets to that point. You're like, I wish she'd fuck off and die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, you know. the breathing. But the funny yeah. thing is, like, it's also, like, this is really true. If you know that you're going to get into bed with someone every night, then there's no winning it or nah. that. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. I mean that whatever people say in the world about sex, it's a very primal thing. You cannot prescribe it. You can't decide who you're going to fancy. None of that. No, right? no. And you cannot... There has to be a bit of a dance to make it fun. Yes. And there's no dance yeah. once you've had an argument and you're getting into bed anyway. And yeah, yeah, people yeah. will say, oh, yeah, but what about that lovely closeness? And it's like, yeah, but that closeness can breed contempt. Yeah. Or you can go to bed and apologise to each other but still hate each other a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, when you don't know how you survived this long as a human, <laughs> I used to like people think yeah. you're trying to sound different by going I have never fit I never will fit yeah. I don't fucking know how to do this yeah luckily yeah. I'm just not scared now yeah but was, yeah it's accepting that you don't fit I think this has come up before we've talked about this on other episodes where society says you have to fit into this box to enable to be a decent citizen but no one fits into that. We're all we're all animals, and we yeah. we shut. We can't. I mean, yeah, there are the social things we need to do. Like we can't, you know, fuck each other over. We're not supposed to be horrible to each other and things like yeah. that. But we don't fit into this framework, which is why we've all got mental health issues now. Because we're all going, oh god, I'm being told I need to fit into that, but I don't fit into that. So what the fuck's wrong with me? Oh, uh, mate, and that's this, what's happening. The suicide thing. It's amazing because you trigger warning, trigger warning. But like, I had problems from 14. As soon as I got my period, I had massive hormone things every once a month i would mm. want to kill myself Fuck. right so i learned how to handle it right yeah. and you just do just like everything else you learn how to make things work for you right, right? Yeah. and so three weeks ago it happened again Fuck. it happened really badly but what's brilliant i call it my miracle Three weeks ago, half nine, my son's in his bedroom. I can't believe I'm telling you this. 14 years old, he's in his bedroom on his PS4. Um, he doesn't come out much. We talk, but he, you know, he's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's the most independent kid. Half Doing nine. Doing yeah, yeah. So I go to bed at half nine sobbing and I have this thing. And I'm going to tell you this because I think everyone needs to know this. We, You you have a thing you go to when you feel shit. Mm -hmm. And any the, usually there's a trigger. For me, for years, it was weight, but there's all different triggers, right? right. So I'm lying there and I see a half glass of vodka and a half glass of cranberry in my hand. 100 paracetamols will do it. It's what my brain tells me. And then I start thinking, if I write the text, I've, I can send it to my ex when I already know I'm dying so that, yeah, I have to send him a text going, don't let Flynn find me. Don't let my boy find me. You have to find me. <laughs> or send, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, how the fuck? Right, so my brain did that. Right. And I'm having a cry. It's half nine. But I've done the work. I've put uh -huh. the fucking work in for years. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I've been crying in 15 minutes. And I go, 
you know, you could, it's only quarter to 10. You could just get back up and make a peppermint tea and go and sit <laughs> with him for 10 minutes and maybe write some more of your book. Yeah, yeah. But no, this has never happened. This is, you are speaking to me after the miracle because yeah, okay. I woke up a different woman three weeks ago. The work has paid off. Really? Finally, at this age, it was I woke that, up. It took, that, it took all that time. To... I know there's something changed. <clears throat> Yeah. But it took all that time and I want people out there to know, like, don't be ashamed of things like suicidal thoughts because sometimes they are absolutely led by hormones. Yeah. They show up and you go, I suddenly feel the worst I've ever felt in my life. But what has happened is you've had strong feelings like mine was failure. Mm. I felt like a failure three weeks ago. I do oh, a lot. Mate. And then I went, no. Yeah. And it happened on its own. And I went, ah, I think it's, I think I've fucking done it. It'll come back, yeah, yeah, but I yeah, won't yeah. entertain it for very long. I've, I've nicknamed yeah. it Byron, the evil thought. <laughs> I started going, all right, Byron, what do you want? Yeah, here we are, Byron. Here Thanks, we are, mate. Byron, yeah. nagging at me with your sad, lugubrious death thoughts. <laughs> Fuck off. I have a child to bring up and I like yeah. eating nice food and drinking wine fuck off and yeah. it's really weird because I, it's a heavy thing to tell people but at the moment i think people are experiencing suicidal thoughts that they've never had before i think lockdown has triggered things that normal people mm. who've lived by the rules be no rules yeah 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 and true. it has fucked people yeah it's devastating and that you i'm so glad you brought this up because i was again talking to someone the other day about suicidal thoughts yeah and we were saying it, it, there's that stigma attached to it when people go to therapy and they go, oh, have you have you thought? Oh, you go to the doctor. Have you had suicidal thoughts? And then so they think they're going to get immediately locked away and rushed off and you know have electrodes electrodes shoved up their asses and into their heads and yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Most people have had a thought where they go, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm yeah. fucking done. It's tiring. Yeah. Being alive is really tiring yeah um people have been fed the happiness myth so yeah keep looking for happiness like a state of polite melancholia is quite all right a lot yeah. of the time Just feel a steady. bit sad it's all right you know and so people are looking for something so then they go oh well i need to take medication i did i was on for a few years came off them about a year and a half ago because i knew i was done right um and i knew that they weren't working so i was either gonna have to up the dose or yeah. that was done on that level. Yeah, right. Um, hot yoga helped. Nice. We all, but you know what? You've got to find your thing. Yeah. This is the thing. Humans, do the work for yourself. Yes. And a lot of people say they want to be better or they want to not fall into patterns, but they're scared of the actual work. Yeah. It's not easy. No. None of it's that's easy. Like, that's, why, that's why all these fad diets always get, they get, you know, people pump thousands, millions of pounds into them because like you said they don't it's hard work when you get to a point if you're not happy with what with where you're at yeah to undo what you've done to yeah. yourself is fucking effort and if you say to someone it's going to take you two years to get yeah. back to what you want to be and you don't have to lose weight but this is for you if you want to so i had a yeah. personal trainer about five years ago and he said he goes it'll you know it'll take you two years to to get down to what you want and, and how you want to be and goes and that's and people don't want to put that in they don't want to hear that they want that quick no. fix and it, do and you think you lockdown know? might have helped with that one thing though because we've had to learn patience and i think mm. everyone was instant gratification led yes. until a year ago 
and there's been no instant gratification, none, no. Um, even promises of things lifting or, or it, that it would get changed on a whim. No one had any control. And funny you mention that because um, as an actress, I had to stay really little. So I did... Um, you know, they the, went to Thailand, did the detox where you didn't eat for a oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> um, two 18 litre colonics a day that you did yourself. Shit like that, right? Fucking hell. It's nothing and, uh, left in you. You just nothing, hollowed out. You floated home. There was no aeroplane involved. <laughs> um, and so I did all of that. Well, now I just realised that, that me miracle, the next day after that, I gave up on the um, pill I was on for... Um, not for pregnancy. I mean, fuck me. Last time I had a shag. Um, but I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but I came off. It was for my mood more than anything. Chucked that out the next day and went keto. Not because oh, yeah. I have to. It will take ages for my body to adjust to it. That it, there'll be weight loss. Mm. But that's really not the point. Like it, um, it does so many things for your mind and stuff. If it works for you. Yeah. Again. No quick fix. It depends what works for you. Low carb has always worked for me. Yeah. I think I'm allergic to wheat. I don't know. Too many people say they are when they're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to. Sometimes they want a thing. And you they know, want a thing? You don't need a thing. No. And I've got about 800 things. They're not fun. <laughs> things aren't fun. They're horrible. Stop fucking trying to yeah, find yeah. some victim yeah. status. Be happy. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't got a thing, well done. Yay! Yeah. You're a your winner. That's your thing. You ain't got a thing. I know. Do you know, like, um, after Christmas, I'd had enough, like, the lockdown thing brought a lot, it's brought a lot of good yeah. things to people, lessons, yeah? But it does get to a point where you go, I don't know how I'm going to earn a living. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I'm still locked in. I want to drive up north and I want to get in the sea at time of, you know. So I thought, right, I'll write a book. I'll write my fifth book because I, um, I've got a series. So it'll be the third in the series. Yeah, nice. I've written two standalones. And I wrote it in 37 days, right? Amazing. So, I saw when you were posting about it, I was like, fucking hell. But the thing is, right? I stopped, wrote it, did the edit, sent it to the publisher who's interesting. Next day, I'm like panicking like yeah. a motherfucker because eight hours a day I've been writing. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what yeah, to do yeah. with so myself. Writing another book. <laughs> <laughs> you found your thing. That's your, that's your place. But idiot like this this is what i'm saying you know people kind of go wow you write books and you act and you're doing this. and i'm like yeah but you wouldn't want five minutes in this head yeah uh, you're yeah i know what you mean it's like a tombola just oh, around around and i i've i've found myself saying out loud i've been lying in bed and i'm like can you give it a fucking rest for a minute just i, I know <laughs> yeah i know i know i've got to make that phone call i know i've got to fix the car i know i've got to, can you fuck off for now Oh, no. I can't do anything until I can't do anything till the morning. Can you pack it in? Well, I have to say because obviously I like a little, I like a little vino, and that's why I've accepted that. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a size eight. I'd look like a rat at my age <laughs> if I was an eight. But you know, I've accepted that I'll have my curves a bit more than I would have done because yeah. I like a glass of wine. But what I have learned is if I have too much of that wine, I, uh, you wake up. It's like a precise time between sort of 3 and 3.30. Right. There's an anxiety time where you wake up. And yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. rattles. It's like you're like a fucking owl. You're <laughs> wide awake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that the other week. Yeah. Yeah. And you get it and then suddenly it stops and you go back to sleep 
And because I haven't had the fear of going to work at seven o'clock in the morning, I've learned to not be frightened if I wake up, you yeah. know, because that's why we get scared, isn't it? It's like, we're not going to get enough sleep. I'm not going to yeah. live as... <laughs> and yeah, yeah, exactly. But now yeah. you can have as much sleep as you want, mate. It's sort <laughs> of, you know, it it, it it takes the sting out of it. But I know a lot of people who've now started getting that, the anxiety in the middle of the night. Mm. Um because the real anxiety in the middle of the day, you're fighting it off all day. Yeah, of course you are. You're not relaxed at that point. But then, yeah, as soon as you lay down, that's why, yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that before. Of course, that's why your head goes into a fucking spin. You're fighting it all day. Yeah. You're going, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm fine, I'm fine. And, and the minute you lose control of that is when you wake up and it all just goes, boom, <laughs> comes straight at you, doesn't it? Yeah, you're so right. I had it, yeah, the other week, I just woke, bolt upright in bed. Yeah. I went and I was, I, I'd never been more awake, not even during the day. Yeah. I'd suddenly okay. hit me with all this, Yeah. And you go, you, okay. But I just embraced it. And then I tweeted a bit. I was, there was a couple of people, other people that were online. Yeah. Cup of tea and then just, you know, I went back to bed. But yeah, I think people don't, because we weren't told growing up that life is hard. We were kind of cushioned. Yeah. They just decided, there was all this, oh, you can be whatever you want to be. Just got to work at it and do this and do that. And they go, Who told you that? But that's what, it's, that's what it was like growing Who up. Who told you that? <laughs> no yeah, fucking but... told me that. I had, I hated being a kid, man. I could not wait. Really? Well, yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but I was very bored. Right, okay. Um, I, the first thing I did at school when I learned how to write was write a play and direct it. Wow. <laughs> first thing. Fucking hell. I'm not even joking, right? <laughs> My parents used to tell me I was invented, that I wasn't of human born. <laughs> what? <laughs> they didn't understand at all. They're lovely, but they're proper working class yeah. people. And there's this this dervish and writing plays. He coming in and saying me play and um, writing songs, being in songwriting oh, competitions. We <laughs> read it, like, you know, everything that you could do at school, I did. Yeah, I was a swat yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. no mates. <laughs> that was so weird. But I have to say though, when I became an actress, fuck me. Like it was the freedom of that because I had yeah. no money ever. Right. And I was being sent all over the world. Yeah, well, I didn't know how to handle it, but I had the maddest, most. Oh my god! I remember seeing Orion's belt in Thailand, sitting on the beach, and I looked up and saw Orion's belt, and my mate just looked round and saw me sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt everything rather strongly. Yeah, is how I'd yeah, put it. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could just imagine where you were and what you were doing. Uh, yeah, and my parents. To, you know, always, my dad used to go, Tracy, you know, life's not a party. And I was like, why not? Yeah, that was it. It was always keep your head down. Don't make a fuss. Yeah. You're showing off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't until later on, so I was like 32. Yeah. And I, I started work at the comedy club and it just, and other comics went, you could do this. You're just as fucked as we are. And that's no, when I, I get, sort of tumbled I get into that. it. Yeah. It's that thing of, um, even though I went, I had this mad time, I got this job from drama school, Sydney, I'm on telly and stuff, but I did not know how to handle not being the girl who lived in a caravan in the car park at college. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know about money no. and all of that. So I spaffed it. I basically used it. I spent it on my mates. Right, yeah. But then at about 32, same thing. I was renting the, the place. I'd split up with the nightmare um, relationship. 
and uh, I was massive into my music, as you are. Yes, lovely. And so I just remember walking into a local record shop where the guy behind the counter went, excuse me, um, Queens of the Stone Age are playing tonight and apparently, um, and I've got no money, do you know a way I can see them for free? And he rang his mate, um, just because I was full of cheek and went, yeah, I've got your ticket, so go tonight and um, meet him outside, him and his mate, and he's got a ticket for you. And he's a promoter, so you can have tickets for what you want. Fuck. <laughs> and, um, then I went on to the sneaker pimps selling their merch around wow. America and I just suddenly let myself feel free. Yeah. It's a weird feeling though, isn't it? To let you kind of let, it's like you keep floating up a few inches and then jumping back down again going, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed that. <laughs> Someone will find out. <laughs> <laughs> I know so what you true. mean. It's, I feel, personally, I feel I'm in the best place I've ever been. I'm more aware of myself. Like I know, I know I'm not, I can be difficult to live with. I can be a bit moody and I get yeah. that. But now I'm understanding why that happens. And it, and it could be just diet. It could be, it could yeah. be, yeah, something else is troubling me. Yeah. But I'm figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. There's this, uh, there's this myth as well. That you get to a certain age and you've got all the answers and everything. And, and but even I've only just found out now that life's hard for pretty much everybody it's only a recent thing yeah for pretty much all of your life as well so yeah. don't be thinking it's suddenly <laughs> no. gonna it's only your attitude that changes yeah then there's the next layer of shit you know and and in the, it's the deaths yeah. as you get older and also you know illnesses and stuff and i had i had the um be, was told about this thing the seven sevens in life so every seven years Right. You're supposed to reach your next development place, like spiritually. Okay. And when you get to 49, if you haven't learned all the lessons you needed to learn by then, they all start coming at you and whacking you in the face. <laughs> so if you haven't learned them, they come and get you. Shit, right, that's what's happening then. That's why I'm being bombarded. So you get them one after the other, like a wet haddock in the face, like constantly. <laughs> every day. Every, <laughs> every day. day. And then my mate had the same, he said that, like he suddenly had this crazy breakdown last, like, the, yeah, it was a year before last. He, and we nearly never spoke again because I was like, I can't deal with somebody being this intense. I've got enough. I'm bringing my yeah. kid up. I'm not, you know. But then we had a talk and he just said, yeah, everything you said was right. But I couldn't stop it. It was like a to tornado of bullshit coming yeah. out of me. And it's because he's just turning 50. Ah, and it there you go. All started slapping him. Um, and it's like a different, it just got through it. It's like a different man, much more relaxed, much more. I think the more you accept in life, the easier it then becomes. Yeah. Yeah. To adapt to new shit instead of clinging on to things going, I don't want that to change. It's yeah. going to change whether you like it or not. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. It would, I've, Yeah, it's been in this last, since the lot. I, I handled the lockdown better than I thought I would. I was quite zen about it. I've said this yeah. before. Even though like we lost, I lost every stitch of work in 20 minutes. Everything yeah, I'd been working fuck. towards in 16 years, all gone. Oh, man. Yeah, but I kind of just took a step. I think it's done me more of a favor than anything i've kind of like i, I yeah. now understand i understand I, I've, the more simpler things like the things i was chasing before I'm like, no i don't really as long as my kids are fine yeah. and i'm fine everyone you know around everyone around me is fine and we're doing all right and that's what you should be, be aiming for you know that's what i um read i've put it said on my show the other day i studied french uh, literature and um we did candide voltaire Oh, and the yeah. last line, il faut cultiver notre jardin. Look after your own garden. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What's around you, 
that's what you worry about. And and that's why Twitter, I might have to jump off. I don't want to hear any more hate. I, I don't want to think about any more hate. And also, right, it's only representative of the most shitty of people on there. Yeah. There are kind, lovely people who wouldn't touch Twitter with a barge pole that we're not hearing from, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, look after your circle and also have love for others when you can. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's 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 not an easy it's not an easy shout, but it's um in the end easy because it just makes everything simpler. Yeah. If you Absolutely, have yeah. if you live by that. And so I was thinking the other day, like nothing nothing matters as much as you think it does. Nothing. No, no. It's you're so true. Yeah, someone said to me the other day, I was wondering about I've got this shit going on with my car. It's it's a really complicated story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, and I it got to a point and then I was talking to, I was talking to somebody other day and I went, just phone them up. Just phone them up. Tell them what you did and then yeah. go from there. It's a lease car and I've run the mileage up far, far, far over the limit. Wow. But, the, but the engine's also falling apart. So I'm mm-hmm. now trapped with this car that I can't, I've got to pay for. That is, and I just, he went, he went just phone them up. You're not going to die. They're yeah. not going to tell you off. I just got reduced to this little boy. Like, I was like yeah, oh, that's what you did. You becoming an upset kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. my car did this in my car every time I drove it in the past year. Something went wrong, and they wanted three hundred quid off. And it was like the three hundred oh. quid bingo, and um, <laughs> I didn't have it. And 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 so I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And there was one time that they said there was something wrong with the engine, and. Um, this light kept coming on and then I just worked out if I parked the car on a hill pointing down instead of up, the light went off. <laughs> I just started parking it downwards. And I, there is a logical solution to almost anything. And if there isn't, just jump. Yeah. Just do and see what comes. Because it's yeah. not like, like the amount of people... I was told about someone the other day who killed himself over money. Oh, and shit. You know, when you're worried about stuff and you just kind of go, are you kidding? In the end, fucking hell. Yeah, not for money. Is that not for the thing money. That, that, I mean, yeah, the only reason that, that it's been made to seem like it's so important is because it's businessmen that run the world. So they're the yeah. ones that tell us, it's this is everything, this is all. And, and then, it, yeah, it's uh, such a shame to hear it, that. It's a weird thing, you know, because I was talking to Tom Bright the other day. We talk, you know. He's a good lad. I love Tom. Tom is one of those, he's one of them people that can't, he has to be doing something. He's like me, he has to be creating. Yeah. And so like, I'm always, if I'm not making jewellery, I'm writing. If I'm not writing, I'm doing some kind of podcast or blog, you know, always. And he is worse. He works (laughs) all the time. And we were just talking about um, how the world's been run. So what's happened with this whole pandemic thing is, that if you have clung to the idea that things will go back to how they were before and you've just waited for that Mm. to come, you're going to have a nervous breakdown in the next year. Yeah. If you've been open and gone, okay, let's see where the path's going to take us instead. Yeah. That word enlightenment that people have imbued with some kind of biblical terminology or airy fairiness, all it means is you're open to change yeah. And you're not frightened. And the people who've clung are very frightened. And the money men are among those people. Petrified. Because one of the things that's going on now is capitalism is falling apart. And yeah. we're watching it happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you've got, that's why we're suddenly getting spammed by Bitcoin and we're getting spammed by this and that. Because the businesses, are there, the, the money people are panicking. 
and they're trying their to grip. yeah, and they're trying to scrape money back left, right, and centre through the banks and stuff. There will be people getting horrible emails and letters, right? Mm. But they won't be able to do anything about it because they've got no money. Yeah. If enough people are like that, which there will be, that yeah. a thousand threats aren't going to make any difference. No, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do, and that is what is shit scaring them now. Yeah. And I'm looking at that going, wow, you know, we've been born into a crazy time. We got to go to gigs where people didn't hold fucking phones up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to yeah. experience music for music's sake. Yeah. We got to meet the bands afterwards because in those days people would come out afterwards, you'd have a chat, right? Yeah. We then went into the, this computer crazy age, right? And we've seen the change. We've seen Blair, when he first came in, it looked like everything was rosy and there was money everywhere. Yeah. Now we've been in austerity with that fucking lunatic yeah. who's currently sitting in number 10. Um, we've seen so much. And yeah. now there is going to be some kind of conclusion to it because yeah. it's just rushing forward so fast. What If you can keep your head, it'd be quite an interesting view. What's going to yeah. happen next? I think you're right. I think that's. I've had conversations on a on a on a on a work level about comedy. It's a very similar thing to what you've just said. They just go, oh, I can't wait. Clubs being open. This is going to happen. Oh, I'll get back into it. I'm like, it's not going to be the same. It won't be the same. Loads of venues have shut down. Loads yeah. of promoters have had to go off and do other things because they couldn't. They just they, they didn't. They weren't promoting. They couldn't do it. Mm-mm. So we're now going to be in a stage of rebuilding. I think it's quite exciting that we're going to be ground level. Yeah, all part and of building. You, you up can't talk yeah. about lockdown. I mean, nobody wants to talk about lockdown ever again, so Never long as they again. live. Never but it's again. all we've talked about for a year. Yeah, I'd be interested now that cancel culture's a big thing and all the rest of it. Where comedy's going to go next? But I think it ties in with everything else. If you um, fuck with the music industry, you fuck with the entertainment industry, you start trying to police people as much as this government is, all that happens is there's an underground backlash. Yeah, yeah, you get punk or you get grime or you get whatever. You get exciting stuff from creative people because creative people have to create. And if you tell them they can't, they'll just go and create where you can't see them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Always going to be that. That's what we said about comedy. We were, they were going, yeah, but what? Yeah, but... And I'm like, no, no. We'll just find a darkened corner somewhere and we'll just do it there. And people There's will come in places. and go, yeah. just make me laugh. Yeah. Say something appalling, please. <laughs> Say something so fucking out of order that if we yeah. were in public, you'd get arrested. <laughs> do that because I'm bad enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A speakeasy for, for the yeah. things you can't say. Yeah, because yeah. there are so many things you can't say now. <clears throat> And they're the funny things. It's like they're trying to ban, they're trying to ban hilarity, the lack of humour about things recently. That's what it is, yeah, the lack of humour, yeah. Have you, like, I've not seen a politician in that cabinet, though, with a genuine sense of humour in such a long time that I'm actually, like, I'm affronted. I'm affronted that they're leading me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you go because really? i should be prime minister i'm really clever <laughs> i'm really funny and i like people and i haven't been rich all my life yeah <laughs> but this is it, isn't it it's because the people that get voted in now they're businessmen they're not they're not people that they're supposed to be there they're supposed to be our elected officials that represent us they're supposed to work for us yeah. And then, and then they do what's best for us in our our best interest, and they just not. don't. It's all about them. And then what we've seen, the corruption that we've seen 
throughout this pandemic. We've, it's in plain sight. Yeah, and they're 37 going... 37 billion. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is that? And the funny thing is, like, you, you look at it and, yeah, they're just doing what they want. And you're thinking it should be like jury service. It shouldn't be something you're brought up to do your whole life. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be an MP and get all the benefits. People should be pretty fucked off. They have to do it for two years. Yeah, they should be yeah, annoyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they should be qualified <laughs> mentally. They should have a good a good level of intelligence. Yeah. But they should go, oh, all right. And they should yeah. be planning it out like on a, on a forensic level of what would work for this and that and this and that. And then after two years, go, phew, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> All right, next, it's right, your turn. Yeah, your turn. It shouldn't yeah. be a, a, an easy career move for people no. from public schools. And it's just, and that's just what they're born into, isn't it, like you said. Yeah. And it shouldn't even be left and right now. It's just, no. oh, because everything's been so fucked, the whole planet has been through this utter turmoil. Yeah. Surely we should be in a place like, right, regardless of, of, of what we believe or whatever we really should be mucking in together and then yeah, people go oh you're a hippie and you go yeah you're but a we... hippie hey? you're yeah. a hippie for caring <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's yeah. the media that is one of the cleverest pr machine moves the way they have made it a weakness to give a shit about other people yes yeah you know and people always bring up hitler Right, they always mm. bring up Hitler and go, oh, you're fa fascist, you're Nazi, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. But one thing I will say about him is the reason he got where he was was he had the best PR machine ever yeah. known to that point. Yeah. That's simple. And that's what this lot have got now. Yeah. A relentless billionaire-led machine. Yeah. Well, like it's been, like you see, they go, oh, it's the... Uh, you know, when it's the when it's problematic, it's the NHS. But when it's good, it's the government. So it's the government rollout yeah. of the vaccine, and you're like, oh, yeah. "Fuck off, mate! Fuck You've done off. nothing. You're a big sack of custard," as my mate seventy six said. <laughs> and get in the fucking bin. You've done nothing but get in the way. And it's yeah. only because the people on the front lines that have really got stuck in put their lives at risk for us. Yeah. It's what you should have done, but you didn't. You're like a general on the hill. You just sat up there eating your fucking chicken leg. Yeah, but it's not just that. Yeah, giant fucking, you know, they're ostrich legs. But what they also <laughs> do is they feed, they take money in front of us and hand it to their mates and go, there's nothing for the nurses. And people in this country go, oh, there's no money left. The coffers are empty. It's not his fault. And you go, eh, did you? Did you <laughs> just, just giving it to him. He just, he just handed that to him. How did you not see what just happened? Yeah, yeah. He didn't even hide it. He didn't even do it at night. <laughs> just, as he was talking to you, he was giving he it to him. He just handed it to him. Oh, there's no money. I, I'll take this, Matt. Yeah, no, there's no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, changing the subject, but on that thing of um, business, business ruling the world, right? I've never played the Rolling Stones on my radio show. Really? And I won't. Oh, I haven't. Because they've just become a corporate monster. Is that Because why? of how many people they've sued because... Oh, you said and the in that song and, and mixings and the and Ruby Tuesday. So we want all your royalties because that sounds like Ruby Tuesday. Like they have literally raped no. people's. And I'm sorry, like, yeah, they did some great stuff in the old days. But I look at that and I go like Carter. I play Carter this week, right? Yeah, because brilliant. I think Jim Bob's one of the best lyrics. His lyrics are amazing. Oh, sure. Fat man lyrics to that. I mentioned that. actually, yeah. <laughs> But... They um they had this song which had a tiny similarity to something in a um 
in a in a Rolling Stones uh, song, and um, it was supposed to be on the Love album, the '92 Love album. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> or it might have been 101 Damnations. I think it was a Love album, and um, they basically had to remove it and not use it because um, this tiny similarity meant that the Rolling Stones were going to take every penny from the song, and they would have got every penny from the album. What? So, or a lot of money, right? Yeah. That's not rock and roll. No. That is a fucking war tank. Yeah. With a T-shirt on it. <laughs> it's all merch money. Yeah. Um, it's like this, it's this evil machine. Weirdly, it's the antithesis to like the wall by, you know, Pink yeah. Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that, that is the wall. It's that. And it, it just was, it, I, t- I take this stand about it, even mm. if I think they've got good songs. Yeah. So, you know, so me living in this country, when I take that stance about a fucking rock band. Yeah. It's just a killer. Fuck, you know, well, if, when they opened that shop at Carnaby Street, it was like the final nail in the coffin for that area for me. Yeah, like, yeah. What you're in? You got an M M&M and M store now? You fucking <laughs> knobheads. Well, I just found out the other day that the Queen owns the Apple Store on Regent Street. What? Yeah, two million a month in rent. I think it is. Like, yeah. So what? they're okay. like. Fucking hell, man. They're business people. The, the royal family, and like, I'm not going to yeah. slag them off either way because, to be quite honest. As queens go, considering they used to just point at people and get them killed in public, mm. she's been pretty well behaved. <laughs> yeah. You know, she and she comes from that. that dynasty. She probably yeah. could. She'd point at me. Get, kill, that, <laughs> kill that tattooed bitch. Um, how dare she? How dare she? But I don't hate, I just don't think, I've got other things to think about. Yeah. But you listen to that and you go, yeah, the whole thing is we live in a corporate world and badly, much worse than we think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's for sale. So if you're creative, it's a, it's absolutely like, uh, of course you're going to get buried down. Of yeah, course of course you are. you are. Yeah. Because it means that what you do to them is valueless. Yes. Well, as we've seen, as soon as this shit had a fan, they, they were talking about, they were talking about the arts, but then they were talking about the Royal Opera or they were talking about, you know, the high end stuff. They were, mm. Oh yeah, we must protect the arts. So the Royal Ballet gets a billion quid. Whereas yeah. just people, just everyday people, artists and authors and just got forgotten about, you know. Got and, completely shafted and yeah. you sort of go, well, you know, other people go, yeah, well, I've done a proper job, so I'm furloughed. And they do truly believe that we just fart about. Yes. And yeah. I can't, but I suppose if that's not in their world. I understand it. Yeah. But it's the malice. It's the kind of, there's something being bred into people so polarizing that you have to, if someone isn't definitely your type and with you, you hate them. Yeah. There's no kind of attempt at understanding, you know. Yeah. Um, it's made me want to leave the country. I, I, it frightens me here. Yeah, it's changed, isn't it? It's just an air, that air in the, just that air of it all. It's just yeah, there's a lot of, like you say, a lot of, and I think social media adds a lot to that with the, totally. that air of malice, and it seems everyone's horrible to each other. And I'm sure it it's love not saying unkind yeah. things, but it's more yeah. that also that because of the way um, unkindness has been enabled, it's put this kind of cast this pole where. Someone can say something terrible in front of you. Yeah. And you go, Jesus. And they'll go, what? Yeah. And you go, yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't say anything because no. half of the people in this room will agree with you. Yeah, exactly that. And it's, and I think what it's, this, where it's coming from is the fact that they're all, like you say, they're frightened. Yeah. It's all changing. 
they don't understand it so now they're all scared and the only way they can get rid of they don't really want to deal with it themselves because that's effort and they or they're they're sort of they're sort of deluding themselves that they don't have a problem to deal with it's not their yeah. problem it's other people so then they start it's other people gobbing off and having and a go it is like something that really upset me is was that um when the vaccine um appeared right there already had been so much press about how short time it had taken to develop mm. it how it had already been around but they didn't use it because they didn't want to use it on humans right, right. and then okay. they made that jump and all of that right and then they start being absolutely horrible to people who questioned it, right? Now, this wouldn't matter. If I'd had the injection, if I'd had the vaccine the second it came out, I still totally respect someone's right to question what goes into their body because it's the yeah. only thing they truly have any ownership over, yeah. their own body, right? So for people to go, oh, you're a, you, you bastard, you just don't want to help be there for other people and, and all this blackmail and all of this, you're, yeah. a, you're not one of us then. And yeah. it's like, what? And yeah, you COVID idiot, you COVID idiot, you anti-vaxxer. I and mean, it's like a lot of people who ask those questions have taken every vaccine they've ever, ever been yeah. told to. They're asking questions about something because the press have scared them. Yes. So I just think like, so you ask someone why don't be so dismissive yeah. and ugly because people will react back they'll yeah. kick back yeah there needs but to be empathy get... on both sides like you say yeah yeah and and so like i'll ask someone why they think something right yeah right and you soon find out if it's because they're a shit because they've got no answer apart from that's what i think and that you know it keeps yeah, coming yeah, round yeah. to no plausible sort of reasoning but other people you listen and you go i can see why you're scared yeah, yeah. Because and everything is scary. Nothing's sure. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. We don't know how many shops are going to stay open. We don't know yeah. who's going to have jobs. But you know what? We can easily get through things by showing some kind of empathy. Yeah, yeah. Unless no one's going to let you die, other if <laughs> no, no exactly. one's literally going to let you die. No, because it, 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 you, that's the thing. That's the danger of, of social media, which comes up all the time. Is that it's just it's always it's always polar opposite. It's either it's either yes or no. It's either black or white. Yeah, always. Whereas everything's more. I've literally just had a conversation with a guest that's coming out, and they're non-binary, and we yeah. were talking about that and talking about the fact that people are more fluid than than they than they than they than they are portrayed in the press or on social media and yeah and that goes to and it goes to these they're like oh we should be able to ask questions and go yeah of course i want to be vaccinated but what's in it i need to know i just want to make sure yeah. that i'm not putting some because i've heard the stories i've heard yeah. bill gates wants to control my life and he goes, doesn't want to control <laughs> no, your life you've got, a, you've got a you've got a astra and and <laughs> no come on <laughs> it's true yeah and i think that what the you know the questioning from people who are kind of informed you know is that it's different to other that's totally different way of working yeah um and so you can see why people are questioning but it's not just that and like the non-binary thing like i wouldn't even dare talk about this no well that's wouldn't it dare step on that ladder yeah. But at the same time, it's down to you as an individual and how you are to people one at a time. So I see these like these people who are banging a drum for either side. Yeah. And they've got so much to say. And then I'm like, you know what pisses me off? It's me who has arguments in shops with people who are being unkind to someone behind yeah. the counter. It's me who'll stop someone 
from being followed by someone by walking up, having a chat. All this advice about go over and chat to them. And I've been doing that for yeah, yeah, I will yeah. always step in. I always have. I'm a Geordie big mouth, but <laughs> I also know what I'm doing. So yeah. it'll be me on the tube seeing someone being treated not nice. So I'll go and sit next to them. Yeah. And then the person can't pick on them anymore because I'm there. Things like that. And so if I saw someone of any description, binary, non-binary, if there's something going wrong, I'll step in. Yeah. So I just sometimes, what annoys me is all the mouths. You know, people, you go, oh, mouth. There's too many of them (laughs) who wouldn't put their money where their mouth is. Not at all. Not at all. And the far left are just as bad as the far right. Oh, God, I know. You're like, can you all shut the fuck up? We're all, we are all trying to navigate this fucking horrendous soup that we've been thrust into. I just need you all to shut the fuck up and listen to each other for a minute while the rest of us fucking deal with this. It's like it's like the kids are squabbling in the in the yeah. in the other room. And you go, Can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to deal with this. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's also the feels. cerebral thing. Everyone it's all very well having a thought about if this happens, well that could happen and that's disgraceful, right? That is just in your head. Yeah. Right? Deal with realities, not like, you know, in the left and right, far left, far right, or they meet right in the middle with that. Mm. To the yeah. point where I've seen squabbles on Twitter where someone from the far left has such an extreme view that someone from the far right agrees, then looks down their timeline and goes, oh, fuck, I've just fucking agreed with a snowflake <laughs> and then freaks out and yeah, backtracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts loads of flags, puts loads yeah. of flags in their bio. <laughs> just <laughs> meeting each other in the bad place. Then yeah. other people are just trying to put a bit of positivity out there. Yeah. But it's it. very, it's hard when you look at the people who go, what would you do that for? You do something nice. Yeah. And you don't know why you did it. Then why are you being that, what? I, yeah. I'm Because I'm of the opinion, this is how I, I live my life. I didn't know I did it. Everyone's cool until you do something and I realise you're not. But up until that point, mm-hmm. everyone's cool. It's like with this podcast. I always say, look, if there's anything that you've heard, you want to have a chat about it, or you're feeling a bit shit, yeah. just send me a message. Send me a message. I'll always chat to you. And yeah. I always used to get bollocks. Like, you shouldn't open yourself up like that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Why are you doing it? You don't know that person. I'm like, but I'm just trying to be a bit yeah. more positive and put a, pos- a positive energy out into the world. Because it helps me as well. It stops me getting all... all bogged down and getting like turned into coal my soul just turned yeah, into a yeah, bit yeah. of coal it actually loosens me up if someone the other week i had a really i was having a bad moment but then someone messaged me and he said my bipolar is really playing up i don't know what to do i'm having i'm really struggling and we had a chat yeah. and then i suddenly and i messaged him back i went mate i really needed that i needed it yeah you know yeah and i think that's like what i said before about coming off the pills and stuff i think all of that is so personal mm. to the individual that you can never ever judge anyone's situation and i truly say if you need those pills fucking get those pills if you feel you've had enough of them now find a way to wean off that that doesn't cause you too much distress if you you know it's like people having a drink or people having a smoke or whatever whatever gets you through that doesn't hurt anybody else it's no one else's business it's not easy to negotiate anything. And the bipolar thing, which seems to be like really on the up, yeah, which I think is massively to do with society. Absolutely, um, yeah. You just kind of think, 
there but for the grace of the goddess you know you just have to that's why people put be kind on twitter and they're usually the biggest bastards on there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because yeah. really being kind is the same as doing the work yeah <laughs> just do it it's you've just... got to take your own ego out yeah. of it and ego is absolutely epidemic proportion and evil disease in oh, britain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially in what we do. Yeah. The, you, and you don't even know what, you don't even realise that the bad side of your ego is it's turning you into something else. And you start to have all these weird and wonderful thoughts about yourself. And yeah. you don't see it because your ego is blinding you to it all. It's and funny I, watching I, friends who like end up in like big in films or in Hollywood or whatever. And they're fantastic people. Yeah. And you watch and you see little things. Yeah. And you go, they can't help it. Because no. they're being spoilt constantly because people are telling yeah. them they're great all the time. All the people that are making money out of them. Yeah. They're going, you're amazing. You're amazing. Don't listen to that. Listen, don't, you don't need that in your life. That's just you that negativity. Addicted. You get yeah, addicted. Yeah, of course. You. And why to... wouldn't you? You're surrounded by people telling you you're the best. Yeah. Of course you're addicted to that. And it's gonna, And yeah. then what, what really fucks everybody up is that you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. And then suddenly they go. And you're yeah. on your own and you're stood there going, I thought I was the best. And they go, no, 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 we're, we're, this person's the best now. You were, you were then. I don't even yeah. know why you're still here. And that, yeah. you, that must fuck you up. Well, I was, because I used to do telly a lot. And mm. um, then I had my boy and my ex was an, is an actor as well. Um, so I did the stay at home while he went off right. and did loads of acting work. And I, be, yeah. I started writing professionally, but... Um, it's been a long slog, 15 years, and I didn't really make any money or get anywhere. So, and I'd gone from playing big leads and playing great parts yeah, to just nothing. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I didn't, I wasn't aware how much my ego was devastated, <laughs> you know, but it was because it was a level playing field as well, creatively, though. Once I went in, I knew what I was doing. So there was yeah. a part of my life where I knew exactly what I was doing and I got a round of applause. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you go, oh, I've, oh, I do have all the answers. Oh, yeah. I've cracked it. Yeah. I don't get rounds of applause now and I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them because they affect yeah. where my brain's at. I don't yeah. like, but I don't even think it's just that. I think in relationships, I think how people fancy people. I think young people now, the way you have a tick list, you know, you yeah. meet some complete bloody mingers with a tick list longer than your arm. <laughs> and I think you should be so bloody lucky. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, there yeah, are so yeah. many things that you've got to have to be allowed to be, you know, mm. um, fanciable. Yeah. And it's really weird. We're lucky because if you're in the creative world, you try different things. Because <laughs> if someone's funny or they're charming or they just get you in a certain way, you end up going out with someone who you would think was your opposite to your type. Yeah, true. But yeah. people in the domestic world of working all day and blah, 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 and you're told you've got to find someone and then you have kids and then, then there's yeah. the tick list. There's a lot of making do. I found that yeah. people will oh, make yeah. do rather yeah. than go, I, whereas every, I think every relationship I've ever been in, I, there was something indescribable about the feelings. Yeah. It was that it was something, it wasn't necessarily what they looked like or because they've all looked different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was just something about that person that I wanted to be near him, and that's what it was. Yeah. Whereas there's so many miserable people I know that they're just like, well, oh yeah, he fucks me off, but you yeah. know he's good with the kids, and he, he does this, and he does that, and and then you speak to him in the pub, and he's like, yeah, I love her, but you know, we haven't had sex for ages, and this happens, yeah. and that. she's always tired, we don't get time, but and you're like, you are all making do. 
You're Why all you? miserable. Yeah. Talk but I think it's mo- it's money as well, though. They, people money. Get settled. It is. Yeah. I mean, when I when me and my ex split, the the big one, and we're really good friends now because we mm. work bloody hard at it. But um, you know, that was one of the big things. We sold the place. I had something. We moved in different places. Mine got eaten up in two years. I got no work. I don't know what the fuck happened. Sure. Um, and so you're just penniless. And yeah. I think most people are scared to be approaching 50 and skint again like they're a student. That's what yeah. I am. I'm skint like I'm a student, but I have a whole bed to myself. <laughs> and you this know, is, like yeah, go waking on, go up on. at different times yeah. is fucked. My ex yeah. used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and start going tick, 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 on his phone, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know how I didn't chop his head off. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. He's dead, can he? But, you know, it's that. And I think that... Um, I was thinking the other day, is sex enough of a payoff for being in a relationship? And I don't know if it is. Not really. It should, like you said, it should be a fun thing. It shouldn't be on a to-do list. But no, that whole thing that I think people don't talk enough about it. They talk about things in a giggly way, right? Mm. But they don't talk about the basic human needs of um, you can't flourish as a human if you feel trapped. And people are voluntarily trapping themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, and a lot of people like to go. Oh, I'm just I'm too scared to leave this. I don't want to yeah. leave because it's too frightening. All right, and then yes. you're like, I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be washed up. No one's going to want to go have a 50 year old. What the fuck? Yeah. Now you blow through, right? You've got forever. <laughs> it's women where that, that that happens to, not men. Do you think it, that's because of the? Is that biologically? Do you think? I think it's biologically. I also think that we there has been a lot of the whole thing about the crone and women being old, right? Yeah. There's a very good reason for that, right? Since 2000 years ago, there's been this thing that if you let women get too uppity, they'll rule everything. Right. Because we have a female nurturing energy. It was such a mistake to do that because women don't really want to rule in the same way men do. So we just get on with it. But as long as you know yeah but it's more the, like you say it's nurturing isn't it rather the than big thing yeah. for you boys is as women get older their sexuality mostly expands okay whereas with men as they get older between 50 60 beyond there's doesn't it's harder yeah. for them to you yeah. know and i'm not being insulting it's just no true. i know what you mean, I know what you mean. women it just it, like women just can blossom. stay filthy till they're 90 <laughs> and that's what why the crone and old women and aren't they disgusting when actually loads I could not get rid of 24 year olds when me and Don split really I went on Tinder pissed woke up next morning and I think I had about 18 super likes from under 26 year olds fucking hell so I chose two both gingers and I went out with one on the afternoon for a walk in the park and one to the pub at the night treated myself to a couple there of gingers there you go mate that's how and it started not? Oh, I'm not mate. telling you about 2017 I was just drunk and filthy for a whole year <laughs> because I lost all my confidence and I yeah. don't think going on Tinder was really the way to get it back but I learned a load yeah that's why I took two yeah. years out. I needed yeah. to see that I could do it without anyone around. And it is sometimes sad and, and all the rest of it. But but I did it. But I tell you what, I used to, to be, when I was in my relationship, I used to lie there going, I wish I'd been a slag. <laughs> I just wish I'd been a dirty slag. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. I have yeah, nothing against people who love shagging people. <laughs> and I used to go, that's it. I'm with the same person forever. 
Yeah. And I used to say to people who were getting married in their 20s, I was like, you know, you're going to have to fuck them for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. I know someone that's been with his partner since they were 18. And he's like 40 odd now. And I'm like, how? Oh my God. How have you done that? That's like, it's it's really funny because like, I'm, just because I'm so honest about things, like people will go, should I have a kid? And I'm like, if you do, only have one. Right. And they're like, what? And I'm like, just just have the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see how you go. See how you and, go. Uh, don't be planning on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and like, with the, don't marry, you're in your 20s, so you're never going to fuck anyone else again. Is that your decision? <laughs> and you see them, you see them as well, the penny drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see their little face, like that quick side glance where they go, no, that's fine, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and you no, hear no, this, no, no. They've got their inner voice by the neck and their inner voice is going, don't do it! Don't! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the last vagina you ever see. It's the last cock. The last the cock. The last cock. You'll never see one again. <laughs> it's going to be that one and it's going to change shape and go a weird <laughs> Colour. Uh, no, it's not going to go weird colour. It's just going to stop working at some point. <laughs> oh, God. I'm oh, a bastard on I should not be allowed on here. I hope <laughs> my mum doesn't hear this. I mean, it's brilliant. But that's how it should be. should be more open and honest about it. Oh, I'm it never, ever be. not honest. But but this is the thing. There's this whole thing surrounding sex where you really hit the nail on the head when you said it should be fun. Should yeah. be fun. The dance should be fun. And when it oh, stops yeah. being fun, that's when you should stop, you know. My mate said the other day, she said she truly believed the first time someone fancies you, um, accidentally touches you on the leg and it gives you an electric shock. Yeah. She said for her, that is sexier than the moment you actually let them put it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> Yeah, I see that. I can see that. That's my favourite scene. Yeah. I actually wrote a dirty book. Well, not a dirty book. That's a lie because I'm I'm comedic. So I if I I wrote a naughty book because I was so angry that um, Fifty Shades of Grey was being sold as a proper sexual book and it isn't. Oh, it's bollocks. How is that twenty-seven-year-old a billionaire? It's never explained. <laughs> How is she? Is 21-year-old virgin, English major without a laptop. The worst bit is the, the virgin and the laptop thing. They're both equally shit. But also the sex, someone tried to take me in a room and beat me up. I'd fucking strangle him to death and throw him out the window. There's nothing sexual there. No, not, not beating him. <laughs> so yeah. I wrote this book called Time for Alice, which I took off the uh, market because I want to change it. But it's really about what happens when you find out your partner's just living his life like he was before while you're bringing the kid up and you find out he's been copping off with the last from work. My character just goes on a breakfast cereal and Prosecco diet and starts shagging everyone she feels like, but she's got all the guilt. Right, right, So right. the first person she cops off with, she doesn't let him put it in because then it's not sex. <laughs> and my mate said, that's the first time I've ever seen that in a book. Yeah. No one ever talks about the strange levels of morality we have. Yeah, never, yeah, I'll do that because it's not that's Yeah, not it's sex. not it was not actually sex. Yeah, it yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but I kind of yeah. that stuff you can't always talk about because obviously some people freak out, but also, you know, it sounds like you're just trying to steer the conversation around to naughtiness all the time. Well, actually, you should be able to steer the conversation to pretty much anything and it not yeah. be a problem with grown adults. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, you, know. you can have these conversations. It doesn't mean you're 
Doesn't mean you've got your knob out going, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Sometimes there is that thing of people think you're doing that because you fancy them and then you get in that really horrible situation yeah, yeah, when yeah. you go, no, I was talking about it because I find it funny. Could you yeah, put that away, yeah. please? Yeah, you imagine that. <laughs> Just, it up now. <laughs> no, don't be doing that on a podcast. No one needs that, man. No one needs that in their life. No. I want to, I do want to, there was something, there was something you mentioned just now earlier on. Yeah. You, uh, we'll touch on it briefly because we, we, I don't want to keep you all day, but you said you lived in a caravan. I did. In, in, the, in the uni. In, when I was at drama school. Yeah. I, I, um, my dad didn't earn much, so I got a bit of a grant, but then he got made unemployed and he was too embarrassed to tell them. So oh. like he, I did, I was 300 down on my grant, which at the time was a huge amount of money. Mm. So when it got first year, I went to my mates in um, Portsmouth where she lived, a fair room actually. Um, and we were both goths and I didn't feel like I fitted. And I was on the music scene in Newcastle. I show up and then all these people are into being skinny and starving themselves and being actresses. Oh, and yeah. I didn't know what any of that meant. I was just canny good at acting sometimes. Yeah. So we went off to go to a club in Ferrum and just be amongst goths. <laughs> and this guy was selling a caravan next door. And um, it was a static caravan. And so it meant if I bought that, I didn't have to pay rent. Yeah. So I bought it and they brought it to London and put it in the car park in um, Deptford for me. <laughs> so I'm in the car park in De the Deptford branch of the drama school. Because, yeah. Honestly, I could have been burgled with a hefty fucking tin opener. Um, and so I lived in there um, for a year. And I became like fucking Deptford character, you know, a drama school, like living in this little caravan. I had this broken uh, banjo that I used to play and I used to paint pictures and I grew my own one marijuana plant, which I kept on top of the little toilet. Um, and yeah, I, I lived there for about a year and then um, the new year came in, like the year below me. And obviously like, who's that woman who lives in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and they, were, <laughs> they were into the same kind of music and so they invited me to live in their flat and at the same time the college evicted me because they said you can't live there it's against all health and safety yeah, right. but I've been there a year a year yeah so then I sold it for how much I'd bought it for brilliant there you go Fucking hell. <laughs> and the college gave me um, a poverty fund grant because they were because they felt guilty yeah so yeah, that yeah. paid my rent mate See, I'm glad we. I'm glad I asked you now. I that, was, but it's it things amazing. like that 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 it gives you. It makes your life more colourful, and instead of like, you've obviously see it as. It was, I mean, it was a really terrible situation you were in. That in, was amazing. Uh, it was but yeah, but under it, it the was, radar. But it was brilliant. Yeah, I would run into college it. of a morning, right? They had the old-fashioned radiators. I'd run up to the toilets upstairs, wash my clothes just with the soap in the toilets, put them over the radiators, and by the end of the school day, they'd be dry. Um, <laughs> just lived like an absolute tramp and loved it. <laughs> I used to copy decks a, a jewel into my belly button. <laughs> uh, I used to have a little crop top and gypsy clothes and go to all the festivals. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I had a, a good time. Yeah. I had a good time and being penniless was so used to it. The lads on the market in Deptford would shove in a bit of extra fruit in the bag. Someone lent me a bike so I could cycle to Sidcup every day. And wow. Um, yeah. It was all character building, you know. Yeah, character building. Yeah, exactly. And then it, you can't, once, you, once you've experienced that, you kind of, it takes the gloss away. It takes the, from away from your eyes. You see life for uh, yeah. how it really is. And I think that's why... You're probably in a better position now than than most. 
Yeah, I mean, November was, um, this November just gone was oven chip month. Um, it's funny because I'm not eating carbs now and I just lived on oven chips for the month because I didn't have any money. Um, and my mate had bought me an air fryer. So oh, you yeah. do, do oven chips in the air fryer, right? And crumbled blue cheese on, it's still posh, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, if you like. <laughs> so I had posh blue cheese chips for a month. Oh, God. Uh, 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 <laughs> the air fryer is good, though. I, I, the, the I air love the air fryer. Magic. Chuck the chicken wings in there with your own, like, your own sort of spices on. And that's a meal for me now because of... Sorry, vegans. Sorry, veggies. <laughs> I have lived as a veggie loads and then gone off the wagon and then gone on again. But I couldn't do vegan because I just love cheese. Yeah, I love, that's, yeah, I love cheese and vegan. Until vegans sort the cheese out, yeah, shit I'm not cheese. going near their food. Oh, I mean, it, but I do, I do feel my my flatmate's all veggie at the minute, yeah. and he's been cooking us a bit of dinner, and and I do feel better. I don't feel, I don't hate myself after every meal, which is nice. Well, weirdly, that's why I'm liking doing keto because as an actress for years, everything I ate, I felt like guilty that yeah. I put it in my face. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now I know what I'm allowed to eat. Yeah. Just makes life easier, and and I and I lived veggie a few times just because I don't really care about meat. Um, I'd rather not, but yeah. you know, it's it it's not like it's not like I um, buy loads of it, but it's that thing of if I know what I can have. Yeah. Um, mostly, I make nice salads. If you know how to make good dressings, yeah, then salads and vegetables become delicious, and then yeah. you just add a different kind of cheese each time. Yeah, seeds as well. Seeds, seeds changed my life. Oh, seeds are fantastic. When when I when Jade and I first got together, she made me this salad and it had seeds on it. I, I, I look at me, I'm still talking about it now. There's years ago. <laughs> seeds. seeds. Seeds are the way. Chuck a load of seeds on it, mate. On your well, what salad. about me going from Geordie Land, right? Where yeah. my parents w- wouldn't eat garlic or olive. I thought olives were just things you put in drinks. I mean, I had no idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I guess like the first job I get was a massive Catherine Cookson. So I was up north filming and it was like shooting a movie. And soon after, I did the knock and then I did Soldier Soldier and they sent me off to Cyprus for a month. Right. Oh, I yeah. had no idea. It, this was like 1994 or something. Yeah. I had, I tried the Mediterranean diet firsthand. I could not, I handmade hummus and taramasa nice. and salad and stuff. And it changed everything. Yeah. I love it. I love fucking Cyprus. Gorgeous, fresh food. Yeah. I love and it. Then, I've, I've worked yeah. a lot in Cyprus. I did a lot of gigs for the troops and. I was oh, always nice. excited to go, you yeah. know. I know I was making money from war, and I feel a bit. Let's not, but, but you know, but you know, that was just a thing. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, we're talking about happy things here. That's right. But uh, but the hummus, fucking hell, the food is incredible. Although the I did have, I did have, um, I did have this seafood platter in this restaurant, and they came out, and everybody was so disgusted with my plate because of what it looked like. They put their menus up around it so they couldn't see it because it was a whole fish, like Tom and Jerry fish, but deep fried. Oh my just god! This fish. <laughs> I'm like, even though I didn't want to eat it. There was just this <laughs> square of fish. Don't know oh what that was. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but I have to good. say, you know, that was that was part of the adventure of learning things new. And what's lucky is, like, um, my dad's a very, very intelligent man. Yeah. And what? Uh, and I, I got his brain, so I, I kind of, but in a in a better way, where I didn't have to stay at home because I had kids dead young and stuff. So yeah. I was adventurous always. I wanted to try new food. I wanted to meet new people, and I wanted to see what the world was about. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
And I always said, like, I never wanted to fuck the band. I wanted to be the band. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wasn't a groupie. Yeah, that was I the difference. I never shagged these. I never. I just, I wanted to be the band. And yeah. that's how I felt about life. I didn't want to be an observer in that way. I wanted to go and try everything. Yeah. Because I think that's what makes you not hate. Yes, exactly. And like we've said before, it's that fear that makes people say horrible things. Yeah. What a beautiful way to finish. That's lovely, uh, that is. Well, that's oh, lovely. Thank you so much you. for coming on. Did you I say, did you say, t- uh, is it Time Mouth? Timmouth? Time Mouth. Time Mouth. Yeah, because there's a really good, there's a seafood shack on the yeah, beach. Yeah, the seafood shack is absolutely, oh. my friends put pictures up on Facebook mm. just to piss me off. Oh. Fantastic. I do love seafood and I went, yeah. I did go on a date. I allowed myself a date uh, last <laughs> November, just before it all locked down and he took me to Jay Shiki's. And it's just constant oysters oh. and oh, oh, I love my oysters. God, yeah, and lobster and... I was like, you know what? That's a good date, mate. <laughs> well done. Yeah, here's your round of applause. Round of applause. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy, this has been amazing. I knew you'd smash it. Uh, um, please don't put out the things that'll get me arrested. We'll cut that. We'll cut that bit <laughs> off at the beginning. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.